Hello, my name is Haley Crawford, and in this podcast, I will t- be talking about how God works through people in the Bible to redeem his people, specifically the women of Exodus. There are a few very, very immensely important women in the book of Exodus that God specifically works through. I will be also interviewing the most important woman in my life, my mom, so we can get a better understanding of just how difficult some of these situations were to be in and just how hard some of these women worked for the greater good. The first women mentioned in the book of Exodus are Pua and Shifra. The book of Exodus starts out with the new king coming to power in Egypt. He is referred to as Pharaoh because we do not know his name as historians were unable to pinpoint which Pharaoh he exactly was. He Pharaoh is afraid of the Israelite people as they are growing in numbers and in power and he is afraid they will join Egypt's enemies to fight against them and escape the land. The Egyptians begin to use forced work gangs over the Israelites and put them to hard work. However, the more they were oppressed, the more they grew and spread, which the Egyptians feared. So in the end, the Israelites were enslaved to Egypt. The Egyptians made the Israelites' lives miserable with hard labor, making mortar bricks, doing field work, and by forcing them to do all kinds of other cruel labor. Pharaoh then speaks to two Hebrew midwives named Shifra and Pua, telling them to kill the baby boys that help, that they help to deliver. These midwives, however, respect God so they do not obey Pharaoh. Instead, they keep the boys alive, and when Pharaoh finds out, they tell him that Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women, and the Hebrew women have already given birth to their children by the time that the midwives even get there. So, in turn, the Hebrews keep multiplying. First of all, is Pharaoh just plain stupid for asking Hebrew women to kill their own people? It is definitely very odd he would ask Hebrew women to do this. However, God has his ways, and in response to their great doings, he treated them well and gave them households of their own. This is one of the many ways that through people God redeems us. If it would not have been for those midwives obeying God and disobeying and lying to Pharaoh, there would have been other consequences, such as the fact that Moses may not have been that Moses may have been killed right after his birth. Moses goes on to do great things, and the story of his strong mother is another story that I will get into. Shifra and Pua are the first signs of hope in that they feel the need to obey God as they should and completely go against Pharaoh. This is the first sign of hope for the people of Israel as God works through these two God-fearing and faithful women. Shifra and Pua use deceit to carry out God's will. This may cause some people to wonder why they are rewarded by God if they lie. Well, the point of this is that they lied to Pharaoh because their first obligation was to God. They had an obligation to God to make sure these baby boys were safe and they did just that. They are also trusted in God himself and not themselves. They were not deceitful to God or to themselves about what they were doing. 
Their deceit was aimed at Pharaoh, who was God's enemy. By doing what they can to defeat God's enemy, they helped to bring Israel to the great nation, even by using deceit to do so. talking about the strong women of Exodus so I thought who better to interview than a strong woman in my life my mom hi everyone I'm Nicole Haley's mom so as we know Pharaoh is killing all the little boys um, all the Israelite little boys because he is scared of them and overthrowing him so we know that Jochebed Moses mother keeps him hidden away for several months until she knows he's strong and then she sends him down the river. Um, you being a mother, how would that how strong do you have to be to send your baby down the river for his, hopefully his safety? As a mother, it, you would have to have great strength and faith every day when we send our children out into the world. It's scary it's hard you want to protect you want to nurture and make sure that they are safe and well taken care of so you pray endlessly that our good lord will keep them safe when they are not underneath our direct care so you have to have quite a bit of faith in god to keep if it were to be your baby sending down the river to keep him safe, even though you know that's probably what's best for him because of how powerful Pharaoh really is. The power that Pharaoh had and the strength that it takes of a mother to do and let your baby go, I cannot imagine what Jockeybed was feeling So, um, with you having children of your own and knowing that if you were Jacobed, knowing that Pharaoh's daughter had taken him in and you have to give him back to her after you nurse him till he doesn't need it anymore, what fears would you have going into that situation? The fears that I would have is I was trying to protect my child, my Hebrew child, from being killed by the Pharaoh. And then knowing after I'm done nursing and holding my son, the idea of giving him back to the Pharaoh's daughter and putting him right there under the same roof with the Pharaoh who's wishing my son dead, it would be the most shattering feeling wondering will the pharaoh's daughter keep my son safe is she able to protect him from the pharaoh and giving my world to the enemy's daughter there again the faith and the prayer that you would have to have that god is going to look out for my child and that the Pharaoh's daughter is going to do right by him. 
I can't imagine any greater fear that a mother could experience. It'd be scary. I don't know if I could do that. I don't have kids yet, but that definitely would be very scary. And then also going into that being Pharaoh's daughter and taking in this Hebrew baby that you know is a Hebrew and going against your father's word, how would that make you feel? You have to have some sense of knowing what's right and wrong, taking the baby in, but how scary would that be? As being raised in a religious family and you are to honor thy parents and going against one of your parents' wishes, rules, you would struggle with, am I doing the right thing? You have loyalty to your parents. You love your parents. They have provided for you. And then you are doing the exact opposite of what your father is wanting by taking in this Hebrew child that he is wishing is dead. You have, uh, you have to have a fight within that what is right, what is wrong. Obviously, the Pharaoh's daughter had a strong sense to protect this child. And the mother instinct of loving this child and doing right by this child and raising a Hebrew child in the Pharaoh's home, that is amazing strength. That is willpower beyond imagination to go against your mother and father and do what is right by a baby, a human life that deserves protection, that deserves a chance in this world. Well, imagine like, and then also like you're like a parent, you're my mom. If I went against your word and eventually you found out I went against your word, how would that make you feel? And I think in small ways, nothing ever huge. You have disobeyed (laughs) me. (laughs) And when you have, it, I have felt hurt. I didn't understand when my rules are there for your best interest. It's difficult when you raise your child and... They may get off on the wrong path or they do disobey or they do do something that you ask them not to. Um, I know when I've, you know, asked you to be safe in the couple of car accidents that you've gotten into, you know, and I shouldn't bring it up, but that is, that is a parent's worst fear. It, it, it's scary. You just want your child safe and you put the rules in motion and set them to keep them safe and protect them. And I said, every time I watch that car pull out of the driveway or I know you're behind the wheel, I pray that you're going to be safe and that God is going to help keep you safe because I can't. 
And I know, like, being... Sometimes you don't always understand, like, as a child, why your parents make these rules that they make. And, um... So would you say, like, Pharaoh had his reasons? Or is it just completely absurd? Um, obviously, I, I don't know Pharaoh's mindset. But I know the... I'm trying to think of the word that I'm looking for. Those people that are in power, those that seek power, I don't know if, if it's greed, if it is wanting more power, but once a person has that powerful position, it seems they'll do anything and everything to keep it. Mm-hmm. That it, it changes a person's beliefs it somehow alters their course and something they may not have done before achieving that power anything goes i mean it you look at leaders today that want power seek power and they will do anything for mm-hmm. their causes on what they believe that cause is yeah so if Pharaoh felt these Hebrew children were going to be a threat to his kingdom, his power, and his people. His mindset was he was going to do everything to protect that. Definitely. Well, thank you for talking about this with me. It was great getting your insights as well, like you having that firsthand experience being a mother that I obviously don't have and just getting your opinion on everything. And it was very nice talking with you. And I hope (laughs) with you asking me these questions, you can understand it's not just to be bossy. (laughs) It is not just to be able to tell you what to do. That it is my love and my respect for you and my faith and promise to keep you safe and to love you as God loves his children and wants them safe. Nothing is more powerful than a parent's love. And that's why God gave his only son for us. It's the love a parent feels is above. It's the top. (laughs) Thank you. Next we have Moses' mother, Jochebed. From a young age, we are taught in Sunday school, normally, the story of Moses being sent down the Nile River in a basket. Pharaoh, being afraid of the strength of the Israelites, orders all the Hebrew babies to be killed and thrown into the Nile River. This is after, obviously, Shifra and Pua not obeying him and obeying God instead. Well, a Levite woman gave birth to a beautiful and healthy baby boy and ended up hiding him for three months. After these three months were over, she realized he was a strong and healthy baby boy and she could no longer hide him. So she takes a reed basket, seals it up with black tar, puts the baby in the basket, sends him down the reeds of the riverbank. The baby's older sister named Miriam then keeps watch of this baby 
as he flows down the river to see what would happen to him. I'm not yet a mother. I think we can all still agree that it takes a great amount of courage to do what Jacobed had done. Sending your own flesh and your own blood, your own baby down the river and giving him up for his safety is quite courageous. Putting complete faith into God to protect him and putting faith that this baby is going to end up okay is very, very, very strong of her. It's very courageous of her. And I think we all need to have that strength and that courage and that faith in God to essentially put your everything into a basket, um, put it into the river, and just there's nothing you could do but just wait and see what happens. I mean, this was her everything. This was her own child. And without Jacobed being so strong, we don't know what would have happened to Moses, who plays a very important role in the freeing of the Hebrews from the Egyptians. And just sending your baby out into the unknown is a very great thing for anybody to do, let alone a mother to do. And this just shows that God has his own plan for Israel. And without him working through Jochebed and making her so strong, Israel could have potentially had a very, very different fate. Next, we have Moses' sister Miriam and Pharaoh's daughter. As baby Moses floats down the river, his sister walks down and watches him. As the Pharaoh's daughter went down to the river to take a bath, she had noticed the baby and took him in, knowing he was a Hebrew. As Moses' sister sees Pharaoh's daughter take the baby, she goes to her and asks if one of the Hebrew women can nurse him for her. Pharaoh's daughter says yes, and Moses' sister goes to get Jochebed. Uh, Jochebed nurses him and gets paid for it until he is old enough where he does not need it anymore and bring, brings him back to Pharaoh's daughter, and Moses becomes Pharaoh's daughter's son. Moses gets his name from Pharaoh's daughter, which means pulled out because she had pulled him out of the water. God works greatly through both of these two women. First, Pharaoh's daughter takes Moses out of the Nile and takes him in, knowing she is going against her father, as she knows she knows that uh, this baby is a Hebrew. First of all, just taking in a baby as a woman, that is a lot for just any woman to do, let alone the risk that she is taking going against her father. And if I were to put myself in that situation, not only do I know if I would be able to even take in this baby that I have no idea who he is, who he, where he came from, but knowing that he was a Hebrew and that my father was very against that, he wanted all the Hebrew babies gone, 
that's just, it's incredible that she had the courage to do that. And knowing the wrath she could have gotten from her father is just, it's amazing. And she had this compassion and this empathy for this baby boy. And that's, that's why she took him in. She felt sorry for him. And even though she knew what her, he was a Hebrew baby and what her dad thought of that, she wasn't thinking of herself in that situation. She was thinking solely of this baby and what would be best for him. And I think that that is an incredible thing to do given the circumstances. And if she would not have done that, if she would not have taken him in, then once again, who knows what would have happened with Israel, who knows what would happen with Moses, just it would be all up in the air. And it's just a very, very, very courageous and strong thing for her to do. And I also think that Miriam is a very strong woman because she had gone up to Pharaoh's daughter and had said, hey, I know I could go get a Hebrew woman. She could nurse him if that's something that you would want and to go up I mean, Moses was her brother, and I know I would do that for one of my siblings, but I still think that's a very strong thing that she had done and a very, very great thing for her mother and for Moses and just for everybody. And the placement, the time and the place that God had put Miriam in that day was just, it's incredible, and it really goes to show that God has a plan. He's working. He has his ways. He knows what he's doing. We may not understand what he's doing, but he knows what he is doing. And we just need to have that faith in him and have the understanding that I don't know what's going on, but he knows and he will place us all in the right time and the right place when it comes down to it. And then with the help of Pharaoh's daughter and Miriam, Moses grows old enough. Um, he grows older and he delivers the Israelites from the Egyptians in the end. Personally, I think we can all conclude that all of these women in Exodus are very important. They all play a specific role in the deliverance of Israel from Egypt. And without all of them working together, without even knowing that they were, the fate of Moses would be completely unknown, leaving, like I said, the fate of Israel completely unknown as well. God placed them all in their um, in the places that they were meant to be, with the feelings that they were supposed to have to save Israel. And these women that God intended are just, they're each a puzzle piece to this bigger picture that God had to save and rescue Israel from Egypt. And I think that without these women, like I um the important the importance of this statement is just that that Israel's fate it would be so unknown without all of these women coming together and i think that the fact that they are women and 
just makes it so much more, um, I don't even know what the word I'm trying to say is, amazing, I guess, in a way. You hear all these stories about these things that these men do in the Bible, and women, although they are mentioned, they are not mentioned very often. So I think that the fact that it's women who are playing a part in this great, extravagant story and um, plan that God had is just, it's incredible. And we need to take this into our own lives and just remember that there's a bigger picture God has in mind and we need to have faith in him just like these women did because we are always going to be in the right place, always going to be at the right time, and we're always going to have these emotions for a reason, even if we don't think so, even if we don't even realize it. Um, these women chose to fear the Lord and obey him instead of falling to the cruel earthly ruler that was Pharaoh and this just comes to show anyone can have the impact in this world as long as you trust and have faith in God and do what is right it doesn't matter if you're just one person doing one small thing it doesn't matter if you're in a group of army doing a great thing God has a plan for each one of us and it doesn't matter who you are where you come from um where you're at in life you're going to be playing a role that is going to be part of a bigger picture even if you don't realize it because these women I'm sure didn't even realize it at the time Jacobed just thought she was sending her baby down a river to keep him safe um knowing he was healthy and he she just wanted what was best for him and Miriam just wanting to look out for her brother and see where he ends up, making sure he's okay. And then Pharaoh's daughter, knowing that she's about to take in this Hebrew baby, with knowing how her father feels about them, it's just, it makes you almost want to think back on your life and say, oh, if I wouldn't have been here in this place at this time or done this or done that, this maybe this whole situation would be different or maybe I impacted this person or this person or those people or this or that and it's just it's crazy and you don't always realize it until that bigger picture and you finally realize the bigger part that you played than you actually realize and I just and these women they came from immensely different backgrounds um Shifra and Pua just they just thought they were you know they're just these midwives and all they had they just knew that they had to protect these babies and if they wouldn't have done that and if they wouldn't have lied to pharaoh then moses might not have been born once again it's just they all these women come from such different backgrounds from the midwives to a princess of a powerful ruler and it just goes to show that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, you are playing a bigger part than you think you are. And even if you think you are a small piece in this great big plan, 
your small piece has a lot more impact than you may think it does. Well, that is it for this podcast and the importance of the women in Exodus. And I just think that my main um, point of this was all of these women had such a big impact in history and in our religion that, and you can just, you can, that even though they, they didn't know they were going to have such a big impact. I hope that we can all relate this situation to something in our life and take away knowing that even if we are, if we think we are just this small piece, every small piece still makes a bigger picture that the puzzle completes. And Without these women's, without you, without me, without your next door neighbor, without the person across the street, this person, that person, the world would not go round. And the world would be completely different if we were not doing our own things that God has in store for us. Thank you. <laughs>